Welcome to Fearless Conversations, a podcast for professional working moms who want to feel more confident, have more impact, and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm your host, former Big Four, certified mindset coach, and mom, Anya Morgan. Listen in to learn how to feel more self-assured, how to own the value you bring in your role, and how to deal with challenging situations easily and drama-free. If you're a mum in professional services who wants to feel better and get more done, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to tell you about something that I've been working on with a client recently in the last few weeks and I'm sharing it today with her permission. I just asked if I could share in broad terms what has been going on with her with respect to a fee overrun negotiation she was managing and I I want you to take this as a way to help your understanding of how the way you're thinking about something will directly influence how you show up with respect to that thing so this client of mine she had a new client this year um and a very very large quite complex cross country many countries engagement and the engagement kind of went a bit south about a quarter of the way into the work I would say so already in 2022 I was working with her already then and she was telling me already you know the problems that she was having to manage with communication and um flow of information and how she was feeding back information to the client and also managing her team and that she came through pretty well um, and all this is to say the engagement was complex and the client was not prepared on their side for the complexity of this engagement so there were a lot of overruns she finished the audit you know team morale was kind of low it was low she was low about it and then she starts into this fee negotiation with quite significant overruns and the person that she was dealing with the overruns with on the client side was a very domineering personality and she would say you know he was you know she would they would have a call to talk about a particular piece of the work and she was trying to bring over what exactly it was that went wrong and he would immediately bring it down to well you know make this portion of ours transparent which okay you can do to a certain point you can break it down and you can analyze it but when there's no responsibility being taken on somebody else's part for how they've contributed to the overruns it's a very difficult place to have that conversation from so she was telling me about what was going on. She was very, very frustrated about it. He, her biggest sort of blockage was the very, very strong energy he was meeting this fee negotiation conversation with. And she basically wasn't penetrating through that energy. So I asked her if she was prepared to continue working with this company as the client that they were revealing themselves to be. So what I wanted to know is, and this is tricky because when you're a younger partner and you're a partner and you win a big piece of work, which she had done successfully with this, you want to hang on to that. You want to hang on to that revenue. You want to hang on to that client. Um, I asked her, are you willing 
to hold on to this client at all costs. So are you willing to work with a client who will be ill-prepared for the engagement, who, who is not meeting you where you would like them to meet you with respect to what they're giving you for the engagement, who is bringing you documents which you're expected to, you know, help them have more clarity on what exactly it is you would need, and then the corresponding impacts of that on your quality processes, your ability to, to manage your team and your team's time and your team's morale. Are you willing to continue to work with a client like that? Because if this fee negotiation goes with you receiving very little for overruns, what you have communicated to that client is, is we will we will jive with you like this. We will continue to work with you in this way. We will continue to facilitate you bringing us subpar documentation to you not having the lines of communication we would expect for a company this size, for an engagement this complex. And we will absorb the nuisance and the bother and the impact of that into our systems. If she would not claim the overruns or continue to hold the overrun conversation out the way to reach the goal that she wanted to, that's the implicit message she sends. She sends the message, yeah, this is grant. You can somehow pull this off. That's what the client internalizes. And for the next four years, that's what she has to work with. So I really uh, wanted to know from her is, are you prepared to do that to yourself, to your team, to your quality processes, to the way you work? Or are you prepared to walk away from this client? Are you prepared with the disruption that that would cause, of course, to resign, to communicate to the board? Are you prepared to do that if you are not, in your view, fairly compensated for the work that you and your team undertook? And when she realized that what was at stake with respect to thinking about adequate compensation for professional services, being fairly paid for what you do, having a line of communication with a client that is transparent, open, clean, being the kind of leader who wants to take care of her team's energy, of the way they work as a team. When she went through that line of questioning, she was like, I can't say hand on heart that I could continue to work like that, even though at this point in this conversation that we were having, the thought of resigning was also not very palatable to her. But when she came through it being like, no, I am actually not prepared to send that message implicitly by accepting his lack of ability to negotiate or lack of desire to negotiate for the overruns, I have to go with this. So I was like, okay, so are you prepared to walk away if you're not paid for what you're doing? And she said, actually, I am. Having decided this, the change in energy she brought to the conversation completely changed the output. She went from the outcome of the conversation, I mean, she went from being quite afraid that she would lose this client and of course the story of this client and this great win that she had and you know not wanting to like lose something that she had taken a long time to build up both in terms of the the tender process and then the first year she went from being very afraid of this 
of the person that she was doing the negotiation with very afraid of their energy please don't let this mean we're going to lose the, the engagement please don't let this mean you know something's gone wrong please do work with me on the overrun to be like no here's our number here is how it was comprised candidly this is why we had overruns your team weren't adequately prepared going forward we cannot work with you like this this completely changed the nature of the conversation the energy that she felt this conversation be met with was day and night from the energy she was met with before because she knew what her end game was here and when we're what what why I asked her if I could tell the story on the podcast is because I think so many of us can benefit from remembering when we're fighting by default for the wrong thing. And by, by that, I mean, in her case, her sort of uninvestigated mind and uninvestigated intention is hang on to this client, hang on to this revenue. Which, of course, it is like when you're in a stage where you're building up your book of business and getting new clients is really, really important. Of course, that's going to be a place we are coming from. But when you like zoom out from that and be like, okay, so does that mean you take any client you can get with no regard to how your team are going to perform under that client with no regard to what your recoveries and what your um benefit is going to be like as a business that you work for in serving that client are you really prepared to take any client pushback when that's what's at stake and in a default sense that's where most of us will go like don't rock the boat don't sabotage the relationship don't go there and when we are on default protecting that like protecting that client that we won at all costs we're not cognizant of what it is we really want to be protecting which is our energy our well-being our sanity our team sanity and then not to mention all the corporate piece around our corporate piece around the numbers so having seen that she really freed up herself to go into a conversation did not need to say to him oh i'll walk away here but from a place of these are the numbers, this is the reason, here's what we would need to see going forward because we won't be in a position to absorb this anymore. The way he changed in response to her, and I've seen this happen, I wasn't shocked by this because I see this happen all the time. Like when we are meeting something with a different energy, the energy that comes back to us naturally changes. And she didn't get the full overrun that she wanted, but she got about 80% of it which she was not in the running for in the early days of those negotiation conversations. So, you know, so often I hear, you know, talking about being emotional at work or, you know, not being emotional at work. And I think being emotional at work, we take that to mean being you know, hysterical, being weepy, being very volatile, saying things that we haven't measured through and thought. The emotion that we bring to the conversations that we have radically changes how those conversations land, radically changes the impact of those conversations in terms of the outcomes we reach for ourselves. She went from the emotion of, I would say, needy slash desperate 
to hang on to this relationship to solid slash grounded slash sure in the kind of leader she wanted to be and sure in the kind of engagement partner she wanted to meet this client as. And that radically changed the way she was able to speak to that client. So when people tell you emotions, you know, no place for emotions in the workplace, there are absolutely place for emotions in the workplace, the right kind of emotions, the emotions that are lined up with the kind of person you want to be doing the work you want to be doing. So if you're in conversations right now, like I'm talking about fee overruns, I'm also talking about um, feedback to your staff or to your team. Know what it is you're communicating and how that lines up with what it is you want to be demonstrating as a leader. So three podcasts ago, I did talk about this. I talked about the fact that so often in a feedback conversation, what we seek to do is not annoy that person we're, we're giving the feedback to. We don't want to disrespect them. We don't want to pull them down. We don't want to kill their vibe. We've seen they're working really hard. If that is your goal, you will succeed in that goal. And you will not have given them the information they need to grow to be a good team member for themselves, to further themselves in their career, and to contribute to your team maximally the way you want to. So if you're feeling like ick about a conversation that you have ongoing, that you have to manage through, check in with that and notice what it is you're really actively working to protect and whether or not that's what you want to be working to protect. I hope that's useful. Um, my clients want to be listening to this, so thank you for letting me share that story. And have a great start to the week, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, I want to invite you to click subscribe so that you hear any future episodes of this podcast as they drop. Also, if you heard me say something today that you think would help another woman that you know, then please be sure to share that podcast with her and I'm sure she will be so thankful. Speak soon.